digging in the dirt. I'm digging in the dirt. This is Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher, where Kevin and his guests dig a little deeper into today's issues surrounding the environment, climate change, farming, gardening, and food. Welcome to another edition of Digging in the Dirt. One of my best perks that I get out of doing Digging in the Dirt is all the farmers I get to meet. Farmers are the best, truly the salt of the earth. And one of the best of the best is Craig Floyd. I'm pleased to have a return visit from my friend, a wise old farmer, the farm manager of the Giving Garden at Coogan Farm in Stonington, Connecticut, the farm that promises to bring fresh food to thousands of hungry residents of New London County daily. Welcome, Craig. Keyword old. <laughs> and, and second key word is, how much do I owe you now for saying all those fine words about me? I totally believe and mean them. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. Well, thank you. It's an honor, sir. Yeah. So let's start off with just tell the listeners really briefly, because you've been here before, what the Giving Garden does. So the Giving Garden donates 100% of what we grow uh, to the Gemma Moran uh, Food Bank in New London. Um, Pre-COVID, there were 32,000 food insecure people in the London County. I have no idea now how many there are. I, was, I suppose the United Way uh, you know, knows. And so um, we, we donate 100% at no charge um, to, to the food bank. Um, every Tuesday, we do a, a harvest. Um, the garden itself, um, besides me and, and, and my assistant uh, in season, um, uh, we're all a volunteer um, run and, um, you know, of course we have a, a tremendous staff um, that nobody else sees that takes care of all my, my needs and my requests and, and, and gives me the publicity and, you know, does all the stuff that ne needs to be done. I, I, I would be dead in the water if I didn't have a good staff and the Nature Center provides that, provides that for me. So. Um, we, we grow um, regeneratively. It's not a commercial, um, um, conventional type garden. And um, we don't want to use any chemicals because we figure that the food insecure people are already challenged enough. And perhaps what we can do for them is not only fill their belly, but also give them uh, highly nutritious food to maybe make them just a little bit more healthy. Hmm. So where, how, does you, how do you get them the food? Is it soup kitchens? Is it farm stands? Or how does it work? Well, it's, that's kind of a yes, yes. Um, so basically, the first thing that happens is um, in season, the, um, the um, um, food truck comes in as a 40 foot box truck. They come in and, and we load it up and it goes to Gemma Moran from there. It's offloaded and then unloaded, uh, depending on the day, um, and goes to 10 different um, sites as a mobile food pantry. And um, you can see all those sites at the United Way's uh, website, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, um, and then if there's any of our produce left or any of the rest of the stuff, it goes back to the food bank. And then um, all the chefs from the soup kitchens and, and all that stuff, um, they have the opportunity to uh, pick out whatever they need. And I guess that people can also go uh, directly to the food bank as if I, don't quote me on that one, but but I think that's what, what can happen. They can go over there and, and get food as, as needed. What a shame that we are just so um, in need of food, the basics. Where have we gone? You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a shame. So how was the season? 
Uh, the season this year was a, a challenge as, as all seasons are, you know, the one thing about farming, uh, you need to be fast on your feet and, and, and be willing to change your mind in a heartbeat. And, um, but we, you know, we had, we had a good year so far. We're up around uh, just under 14,000 pounds that we've, we've donated. That is not our, our maximum. And, um, I think we can we can do better. We can do twenty to twenty five thousand pounds a, a year, uh, and that's just making a you know making a, a, a dent on uh, on what it is that we're we're sending in. I I could use five acres and put that all in. That still wouldn't be enough to feed everybody. Mm -hmm. What do you grow for everybody? Well, I change it every year. Somebody will say to me, "Have you?" As an example, I went to um, I went to Cape Cod to get uh, biochar, and. Um, the guy up there says, have you ever seen an East Ham turnip? So what the heck's an East Ham turnip? He said, well, he says, I grow these things and, and they're famous for this, this part of Massachusetts and um, we sell them. And I sold one turnip, it weighed 32 pounds. I got a hundred bucks for it. So, gee, that's, that's a pretty good deal. But they're about the size of soccer balls. I mean, they're huge. And so I figured, well, I, I better grow some of those just to see what, what's up. And the other thing that I found that I, I, I'm gonna grow next year is, um, African okra and the African okra on um, the leaves are the size of elephant's ears. Um, so that's, that's one product right there. You can give them that. They taste like spinach or so I'm told. I don't know personally, I will find out next year. And then of course you've got the okra and these things get 15 feet tall. So to, to be able to attract people to our garden to one help or to donate, we, we like to put in some different stuff and it. it's kind of fun when people come in and see something, see something different, but basically all the, all the basic vegetables that you could think, um, apples, peach, pears, cherries, strawberries, blackberries, uh, grapes. Tomatoes. Uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, all tomatoes. Tomatoes, <laughs> squash, pumpkins, okra, garlic, uh, lettuce, uh, bok choy, beets, beans, including rare beans, some really rare beans. And, and, and we've even got saffron. Um, we have a tremendous, absolutely tremendous you got to come see it. Um, Herb Garden, run by one of my volunteers. Her name is Cheryl Gennaro. And she has taken that from a little itty bitty garden up to a garden that has donated in excess this year, in excess of over 500 pounds of just herbs. herbs. That's a lot of basil, brother. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, I've seen the pictures of it when you, uh, you post them. It's yeah, really cool. She's doing, uh, she's doing ginger and turmeric and uh, paprika, and we also grow um, saffron. And in fact, they just, they just popped up and they've got the little red stems, you know, they just popped up in it. And, and so we, we grow, you know, as much as we possibly can. Next year, we'll change it, change it up. And I wanna be able to provide more of um, onions, carrots, celery, uh, the basics for the food insecure. One of the issues, Kevin, is that not everybody, including the volunteers that handed out at the mobile food pantry, not everybody knows what every vegetable is. They sure don't know what every herb is, neither do I, and they don't know what to do with it. So there's a lot of food that perhaps gets passed over. They don't understand what Swiss chard is and, and, and how to cook that and, and collards. Um, we're going to grow a lot of collards next year. We've had some We've had a lot of people say, oh man, I wish you'd grow more carlos, you know, so, so we listen to the people. 
when they when they give me some ideas of what they would like to have, I try to try to provide that. You know, that's cool. So, what new wrinkles are you going to add to the farm other than vegetables? Uh, I see you have some construction going on. Yeah, um, we're going to do a lot more vertical stuff um, to get more per square inch. You know, um, I'm inside of a thirty thousand square foot area, and and uh, the garden is actually eleven thousand eight hundred square feet plantable. Uh, um, so I need to make uh, I need to make use of every square inch. So we're going to do a lot more vertical um, stuff uh, with our squash and and uh, cucumbers and you know like all that kind of stuff. So um, you know and and to try to extend my season a little bit more because you know we've got a a hoop house which is an unheated greenhouse and a caterpillar tunnel. And in fact, I've got bok choy growing in the in the caterpillar tunnel right now. I didn't list mushrooms. We got six different kinds of mushrooms that we really? grow. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, in the well, dark. Nature, in the dark. No, uh, no, um, underneath the maple tree. And, oh. and yeah, the nature center has a mushroom festival um, every September, and uh, I thought, well, y you know what? Well, we don't need to buy mushrooms. I can grow them, and so we we um, seeded a whole bunch of logs, and um, just waiting for them to pop up. Uh, you know, to be able to have the mushrooms too. So we try to give the food insecure as much diversity and the biggest thing for me is is the presentation it's about respect if somebody is down on their luck for whatever reason doesn't mean that they shouldn't get the same beautiful produce that you see in the supermarket and so we we take extra effort with our volunteers to make things look pretty and to bundle things and to put herbs and in, in, in clamshells, make it easy for the volunteers to hand out and, you know, to try to give them some really good stuff. The thing is, the thing is, I don't want to get on this too much, but the thing about it is that people don't understand. When you go to the mobile food pantry, you're going to see people drive up in Mercedes and, 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 and BMWs. That don't mean nothing. What they drive is irrelevant because you, you never know when something happens. Somebody is a sickness in the family. Somebody lost their job. There was downside. COVID hit. Everything went south, and people need a little a little help up. So um, I don't care what you drive, what you look like. We're, we're going to feed you and and do um, as much as we possibly can to give you some really really good really good food you know sounds great we're talking to craig floyd he's the uh, farm manager at the giving garden at coogan farm in stonington connecticut he's a good man and you can see he's doing some good stuff so do you get any feedback about what you're you're doing with these folks you know do they they do you get to hear what they like or don't like or you know or how they're doing with uh, the food that you gave them only if i go to the to the um mobile food pantry. I mean, I hear from the people that work in the warehouse um, and the truck driver um, that picks us up um, how much it is appreciated. Um, but I don't really hear from, from the people. Um, you know, the, the only way that they would know where the food is coming from is, is that we have the farm name. It says Coogan Farm on every one of the uh, tubs um, that we fill, fill up. You know, they're more interested in, in getting something to feed feed that little five-year-old kid that would love to have a fresh salad but no I, I i don't and i don't go to the food pantry uh very often 
but when I do, um, man, you, you come out of that driven, driven to, <clears throat> to feed them more because you see three or 400 people standing in line. It's, it's not good. Yeah. So that's what keeps you going. Yep, absolutely. Huh. This new construction you're doing, that's uh, going to be, is that going to be a hothouse or what is that going to be? That, that's at my own farm. What, what I'm doing is I want to turn a caterpillar tunnel. This is going to be hard for your audience to understand, I think, without pictures. But I want to build a, a caterpillar tunnel into a heated greenhouse. Now, so the issue is this. There's a lot of people out there that want to farm and a lot of people that would really like to have a greenhouse. But who can afford fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for 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 a greenhouse? Well, you can't. But you could probably afford twelve or fifteen hundred this year for a caterpillar tunnel. And if you had somebody like me that is building one and filming it, now we can do this in stages. So we'll go from a caterpillar tunnel, which is a a structure that looks like a bow and fifty or a hundred feet long. 16 feet wide and covered in one layer of plastic and the ends are there's no doors you've got to enter through the sides and um because the ends are tied off and staked to the ground to hold this plastic tight on the metal things well i'm changing all of that so that we will have roll-up sides double doors wood stove solar heat, uh, van, uh, fans, vents, I mean, everything that we need for a, a, a regular greenhouse. And to show people, listen, you, you can buy one and, and it will extend your season because you're protecting your vegetables. Um, and you can do row covers inside of, of a caterpillar tunnel as well. So you're double protecting your plants. So you can farm right through December, January, February without too much of an issue. The only, the only drawback is less than 10 hours of sunlight. Everything takes a nap. But uh, to try to provide that information to people to help them be able to grow and, and, and to finally end up with a heated greenhouse. So that's, that's what I'm kind of doing. So you're, you're all going to be teaching about this because I know you teach courses. I've taken one with you. Is, is, you got one coming up now on, on this and in other things? Other than watching the children at the mobile food pantry and enjoy what they're eating because it came from me. I think the other thing I enjoy the most, uh, Kevin, is, is, is teaching, to teach people regenerative farming. I mean, this is the way of the future. So we have two ways to get to, to, to listen to me and, and, and to watch my ugly mug on the, uh, on, the Zoom, on the Zoom thing. All of our classes are done by Zoom. And so if you sign up for a class, you're going to get a PowerPoint, you're going to get all these handouts, and you're also going to get the recording of the video um, after the fact, so you can have this for the next 35 years or whatever it is you want. So Eastern Connecticut Community Garden Association, that organization is absolutely top notch because they go out and they get a significant grant to fund 20 people from Southeastern Connecticut area to take this 10 to 11 month long series of classes to walk you right through all the basics of regenerative farming. And that's for free, it costs them zip. Mm -hmm. and, and so 
But if you want to take the individual classes, you can go to dpnc.org, click on learn, click on garden programs, and you can sign up for our, for our classes. So my next class is in November, and it's called Mineralization for Soil Health, and how important it is to replace the minerals that are depleted from our soil that we need to eat every day. We don't need to take the vitamins. We need it in the food. And by remineralizing the soil, azabite, uh, carbonatite, basalt, etc., cetera, um, you get that in your, your daily meal. You don't need to go to the drugstore and get, and, and get pills to cover all that stuff because it's, it's, it's in your food, as, as it should be. As long not as it's only, in the soil. And, well, that's it. Yeah, it's not about the plants, it's about the soil. That's absolutely right. And, and so by putting this um, into the soil and focusing, you know, probably 98% on your soil health. L listen, if there was one word that I could give you that says um, importance when it comes to gardening, it's microbiology, microbiology, microbiology. You need the microbiology. That is the workforce that you can't see without a 400 power microscope. And, and when you feed that soil and you use ancient techniques coupled with the, the most up-to-date scientific means of understanding what's going on inside the plant, because we can't speak plant, unfortunately, that's what we're doing and that's that's what we're teaching um i mean there's a new uh i could go into depth about i know you could <laughs> oh geez don't give me we don't, don't have that going. much yeah, we don't <laughs> have that much time no, no, but you no. know you're talking about the mineralization now are you going to tell people how to get like a bag of all kinds of uh different minerals and your, your your trace minerals and stuff like that i know you turn me on the azomite uh, and maybe you can talk about that because i love azomite in my garden just went crazy with that stuff i love oh, it yeah 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 well that's that's because it was depleted on your soil and and you put that back in there so azomite um our bodies need 104 uh, uh, minerals and azomite has 67 of them in there put that down at 200 pounds per acre for the first year 100 pounds per acre after that it's about 40 bucks for a bag um bag weighs 40 pounds and um you won't believe the difference in the flavor the flavor of the food, because all of that stuff that God intended, Mother Nature intended to be in the food, is actually in there now, because you put it in there, you put it on your garden, and it's in the soil. And if it's in the soil, it's in the plant. So right, yeah. yeah. Some some guests of mine, maybe even you, said, you know, the the soil is the stomach for the plant. You know, you can't. You, it feeds the plant. You know, like we we put the food in our stomach and it feeds us, but we we need to keep putting it back in because the plant takes it out every year. Exactly. And, and the process of feeding the soil and focusing on the soil um, improves the strength of the plant so that when you do a bricks test on a plant and the plant is bricks and above 12 or 13, it becomes to a bug's simple digestive system undigestible. The bugs can't digest it. So they go to somebody else's garden, not yours, not mine, but they go to somebody else's garden uh, um, because what we're growing they, they can't digest. So, mm -hmm. you know, Makes bugs, sense. they only go after sick plants, but we can't tell they're sick. The bugs mm. can. Okay. And so when the, that's why you talk about microbiology too, because you're not only do you need the minerals, but you need the bacteria and to break it down and feed it to the plants. There's a, there's a little, little symbiosis going on on with the, between the soil and the bugs and everything. Right. 
Yeah, you need a you need a 75-25 balance between bacteria and fungi uh, for row crops, and that's what we try to we try we try to get there. But we're always adding uh, microbiology in in the soil, and you know you know what products I use. Um, you know, but you, you you use some that are kind of bugs in the jug, like you know you like this quantum <laughs> product, right? You I do because it's good bacteria, and you know it. You see the difference as soon as you put it on, right? And Dude. and and you also build it with compost, right? When I have buckwheat jump eight inches in four days, <laughs> something's working. Yeah, that's right. You know, the eyes tell, right? Oh, geez, yes. Yeah, listen to the plant. It doesn't make any difference what the soil test says, what the plant sap analysis says, what the farmer says. The only thing that matters is what the plant says. And you watch the plant response. And if the plant response says this, add this, and, 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 and the soil test says that, says, add that you add this because the plant told you you need to you need to have this in there you watch the plant response you know right and so the and you totally attribute these techniques to your better yields and better quality vegetables and fruits well regenerative farming brother 78 percent more profitable right out of the gate i mean why would anybody want to do it any, any other way i mean the the production that you get as you well know the production you get when you when you farm regeneratively is just absolutely crazy nuts. Mm -hmm. why, why don't you give us your definition of what regenerative farming is? Regenerative farming is regenerating the earth the way that um, uh, Mother Nature really in, intended it to be, and farming in a manner that is constantly regenerating all of the all of the factors that give me input into into my soil we don't till we don't spray you know we add rock dust and and minerals and uh, we use a lot of seaweed we do foliar feeds we feed the garden every single week it makes a huge huge difference and the biggest thing that's that's important is that in 2014, the United Nations put out a worldwide alert that it's the current rate of soil degradation. We got 60 years of soil left on the entire planet. Done, finished, see you later. So by practicing regenerative farming, not only are you getting a holy smokes great tomato, you're also keeping the carbon in the soil. And you know, you it's one way to save the planet, one garden at a time. If everybody did that. Amen. Yep. yep. You know, I, 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 it took me a while. Cause, you know, I used to till my, my little tiny garden and I finally, I said, Oh, I'm going to do this. And I did it. And now I have cover crop It's coming up out there, whatever these birds didn't eat. And uh, so, you know, I'm the total convert to uh, cover crops. And I know you use those things as well. Is there one trick that you want to pass on to, let's say the ordinary gardener and not so much the farmers that you think is like, maybe the number one thing you want to do with observation. What do you mean Ob by that? Observation. You need to walk your garden every day. Every single day, you have to walk that garden and look at the plants, touch them. They know they're being touched. But if you don't do that, what happens is how are you going to know today that the plant was this way yesterday? Now there's something wrong with it. If you haven't been watching what's going on in the plants, I mean, the, the plants can't, can't, Say, Kevin, dude, I need this. You've, you've got to have observation and, and, and observe what, what is going on. How, how moist is your soil? Does it have enough moisture? I bet it doesn't. You know, what's the plant response? I'm looking for bugs. I'm looking, I'm looking for eggs. I'm looking for slugs, plants that are just 
curled up. I mean, the tomato plant is the wimp of the plant world. And when you see them with curled leaves, the plant, something's wrong. I'm too cold, I'm too hot, I, I need more water. I don't, you give me too much water. I mean, observation is, is, is the number one tool in a farmer's toolbox. So again, tell us about your course that's coming up and where we can go to go there if we want to learn a little more from you in detail. Sure, you can go to dpnc.org, click on learn, click on gardening programs, and you can sign up. There's a whole list for the next, what, eight months, nine months of, of individual classes that people can sign up. If you're a member, you, you save some money. So it's a good idea to join the organization. It's a fantastic organization anyway. Good and, cause. Yeah, it is. It is. And you, come see me, 162 Greenmanville Avenue, Mystic. You can't get to Mystic Seaport without going by me. Big blue tractor in the front yard. Come in, walk the garden, pick my brain. Let me help you. That's what I do. It's um, a beautiful place and he'll talk your ears off. <laughs> well, not me. <laughs> so, Craig, I really appreciate you coming by again. Is there, I'm going to let you have the last word. What a surprise. You know, that you, what do you want to tell everybody before you get out of here? Kevin's a really good guy. <laughs> well, that wasn't what I was thinking. <laughs> I know. I know. But you know what? I mean, you're reaching an awful lot of people, Kevin, and, and you've given me this opportunity. And, and God bless you. Um, you. You are helping me feed more people. And that's what this is all about. Nothing matters except, can I feed one more child? That's great. This Craig Floyd, he's the, uh, the farm manager at Giving Garden at Coogan Farm in, in Mystic, Connecticut. Well, thank you for coming by, Craig. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. It's, a, it's an honor. Digging in the dirt. Digging in the dirt. You've been listening to Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher. To hear past programs anytime you want, visit the podcast section of WPKN.org or diggingindthedirtradio.com.